I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, What Farmers Want From You, Precision Pain Points and Solutions, is being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know. We'll make every effort to get it listed here as well. And by subscribing, you'll be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released and an opportunity to go back and check out episodes from our 2016 series. Thanks again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their Whole Farm Smart Solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations, grow opportunities for your customers, and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Well, in an age of never-ending technological advancements, it can be difficult to step into the shoes of a farmer to determine what they really want from precision specialists. While every customer is different, there are some expectations growers have that don't seem to change, even while technology does. And it might be simpler than dealers think. With the customer's perspective in mind, farmers and egg technology experts Jeremy Wilson, specialist with Crop IMS in Effingham, Illinois, and Rich Schlipp, owner of Schlipp Precision Egg in Milford, Indiana, have a unique understanding of the most important things farmers want from their dealers. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast brought to you by Farmer's Edge, Wilson and Schlipp share candid perspectives from both sides of the precision coin broken down by the challenges, frustrations, and victories they've experienced adopting technology on their farms. Thank you to Jack for asking me to come to present. I'm going to take a little different approach on a presentation that I've not done in a long time and talk from a farmer's perspective some of the things we're looking for and some of the pain points. Fortunately, working for who I work for, I do a lot of the support and, and other work ourselves, but I live on the road, I travel, I speak a lot, and there's a number of these faces that we see at the same spots at a lot of times throughout the year. Now, not a lot during the farming season, but all the equipment's gotta be ready before we get there. So I, I won't name out who my company is that helps me when I'm gone. It's not Crop IMS employees. It's actually another company that we do business with that provides that assistance. And, and I intentionally not call them out because I'm calling out the things that we have the problems with and the pain points we see. I'm sure none of, that none of anything I talk about will apply to you and your dealerships. And, and if that's the case, thank you. You're doing a great job. But I'm telling you from our standpoint in southeastern Illinois, this is one of the struggles we see. My first slide, who's seen Alice in Wonderland? Now, not the 2010 version, but the old original one. So I put this up here on purpose, because Alice walks up and finds a Cheshire cat in the tree, and she looks up, she stands in a fork in the road and says, cat, which way should I go? He looks down and says, where do you want to go? She says, well, I don't really care. And the cat looks back and says, well, I guess it really doesn't matter. Does anyone else know how that continues? Because the continuation, that's the most important part and what applies to this presentation. 
Because Alice replies back, she says, I just want to get somewhere. And so the cat replies, well, if you walk long enough, you'll get there. So you stand in a fork in the road as you work with your customers. You can make a choice to work with them to bring value to their data and information that they can use throughout their business, or you can choose the path of just continuing to walk, and you'll get there. In my business, not only at Crop IMS, but in our farm, we, we choose the path of trying to do it right and collect this data and bring value to it. And whenever that's a choice that you make, these are some of the obstacles that we hit. So what are we going to talk about? Some of our thoughts we need to, to talk about. Calibration is more than just making my tractor steer good. I can set and push buttons and play with it, and I can make it steer okay, and that's fine. But in our operation, where we use data so much throughout that growing season and after the growing season to guide our decisions, calibration is a whole lot more than just that steering system. You've done a great job of training me, but Bob is clueless. And Bob can be the owner's son the hired hand or someone that comes and help. And I don't talk about Bob often, but every time I talk about training, I always talk about Bob. And Bob that I'm using here as a name is, is, is the poster child of, of the person that we have to work with. When I worked ag retail and sold technology, my very best agronomy customer that I had, his hired hand was name was Bob. And Bob is my poster child of everything I talk about in training, and I'll go into some more details later. But Bob in my presentation is real, but in your case, it may be just someone else in that farming operation that you need to work with. Last but not least, help me verify all displays have the correct grower, farm, and field structure. That may sound simple, but this is the number one struggle we have in getting data captured correctly. And we're a farm that has seven field computers on the farm. We have one iPad and we have one, if anyone remember the old field PC that was a rugged pocket PC like an HP iPad? God forbid we still got one of them around. And that client farm and field structure is important. I'll go into the details. Calibration. Work with the grower and explain to him how to verify these calibrations because your time is limited. And I'm gonna call out here in just a little bit when we wanna calibrate, and if you have to be the guy that goes back every time something isn't just the way he wants it to be, someone else is probably not getting the level of service that probably they deserve because we're chasing this one or two people that's just like Jeremy, that's that analytic guy that God, I hate him because every time something goes just not quite right, he calls me, yes, I'm that guy. And, and if I've got a new piece of technology or I've got some new tractor, new planner, and you're my dealer, train me how we validate these, these sensor calibrations and I won't bug you. It comes along the, the avenue of, you know, feed a man a fish and he's full for a day. Teach him how to fish and he's, he's full for a lifetime. This is the same kind of concept. There's other places you can bring value just besides that. Take a few minutes to verify calibrations every time you're on the farm. If you pay a visit to that grower throughout the growing season and there's a, a vehicle moving in that machine, just jump in there real quick and say, hey, how's this thing coming out? Have you checked that plant population? Have you checked any loads of grain to see where we're at? It doesn't matter because this is the one thing we're after. At the end of the day, you only get one chance to collect data accurately, and if we miss it when that machine goes through the field, we cannot get it back. Yes, in yield data, we can kind of back into it, and if we've got a flow meter that's off, we can kind of back into that. But things like planting populations and other things, you know what, when it's gone, it's gone. Down pressure, you know, seed spacings, populations. We don't get a chance to back up. So when should I calibrate? 
This is an easy one. Start of the season. Make sure it's right. The other one I call out, and, and, and I don't work with growers directly as much, but everyone that works for my dad and on the farm, I have a discussion with them every spring, every fall, and sometimes in between. If you're sitting in that tractor seat and something on the monitor looks out of the ordinary, pick up the cell phone and give me a call or, or take a look at it. Let's see what's going on. There's not a set range and we don't have no way to really quantify what's out of the ordinary. But if you're sitting behind the wheel of that planting tractor and you've been planting 33,000 population and you pull in and you dump a new hybrid in and I'm at 28, that looks like that might be out of the ordinary. Pick up the phone. We can make tweaks, we can fix that. Extreme changes in cropping and planting conditions. And, and I put extreme up there and I had it out and I put it back and I'm gonna finally say extreme because we can deal with the moderate changes, different moistures in corn if you're in harvest or soybeans or you know, maybe even some different ground conditions when you're at planting time. You know, we can deal with small changes, but if there's extreme changes in what we're doing, going from a no-till type of field to a conventional, going from 110-day corn to 114-day corn at harvest. Those are times that, no, we don't have to necessarily recalibrate it, but it only takes five minutes to validate it. Yeah, and I'm that guy that sits out behind that planter every time I change hybrids, and I dig kernels up to make sure my calibration is close. Now, no, it's not like the first time where I may spend you know, an hour and a half, two hours doing it, but I do a quick check every time because I want that population right because all that data is used in my farming operation to make agronomic decisions. We do trials of looking at seeding populations almost every hybrid we plant and sometimes across two or three different fields to understand, you know, we got a really short window as a farmer for a seed, for a, any particular hybrid to be in the lineup. If we've got a, we planted three new seed corns this spring. If I still have that three years from now, it's gonna be a small miracle. I gotta learn everything I can possibly learn in that first year. And so if I know I've got it, I plan ahead and, and do some different population studies to get my hands around it. And then naturally crop changes and any residue changes. Those are all things to just be aware of. So let's talk about Bob. Training all users is so critical. And Bob is a challenge. You know what, Bob's that guy that you stood there last year, showed him how to power it up and how to set an AB line, how to pick his right grower farm and field, and he calls you about two hours later. I get Bob, Bob's a struggle, but we still have to figure out how to deal with him. And I've got some tips to do that. Another thing that's important, work with the grower and understand what Bob really needs to know. So I'll talk about some of my own employees. My dad has his brother that works for him. We never put him in any piece of equipment that really seriously matters to growing a crop, okay? I mean, this guy is, he's the best at running vertical tillage. We pretty well no-till everything. You know, if we have any ruts, he's the guy that gets the disc and field cultivator because he's even messed that up. But we can still go back and fix it. So all Steve needs to know is turn on the display, pick a grower, farm, and field, tell me what you're doing, and then hit the log button. That's it. We just want a coverage map of whatever he does. We're not looking for deep details. Like I never put him in the planner. I'm here today, I walk out there the day I find Steve in the planner, I'm throwing out all data that might have been associated with him for three hours before and three hours after because it's gonna take that long to fix it. So understand who Bob is and, and understand what, that, what the owner of that farm wants Bob to be able to do. And keep in mind, Bob will likely need a refresher course every season. And I say that to keep notes. What was the thing that I said to Bob that really tripped his triggers? Like, oh yeah, now I get it. Keep track of those notes because Bob's gonna call you back. 
some ideas to assist him. Create how-to sheets. And I know this is going to sound repetitive and, oh, we've done that forever. I get it. Still do it. Something as simple as this. I say we use an iPad. We've got this little sheet. When my dad goes out to use his iPad to log data, great guy. Finding the settings button's a challenge, but if I can get him to the settings button, I show him everything else we need so he can log data. Create field maps for Bob. You know what? Bob's got to pick the right client farm and field. And you know what? This is my field right here, and he knows that's Jeremy. But he has no idea that, that the dark blue field is J2, Northfield and Pat, or I don't know what it is, Northeast Field. He doesn't know that. He just knows it's Jeremy. Give him tools like that to help him. Last, work with the grower to help Bob understand the value of data. As you can probably tell, value is a huge, um, has huge value to us, and we, it means a lot to us. And work with that grower and see if you can help Bob understand why it's important that he gets it right. Display setup, you know, using, if we're going to use Precision Ag data to make decisions, display setup is critical, and taking the time to set up the grower and farm and field structure on all fields is very critical. Some ideas to plan ahead so you're prepared, and this comes back from the, the company we work for. Inevitably, we, we mostly have all one type display, but we have one others, and it never fails. The technician gets there, and we don't have the right displays. We don't have them set up before we get to the grower's farm. So we're sitting there on a laptop to get a setup file to load that data so that inventory will help that process so that the setup files are created before we get to the farm. If there's only one thing that you remember from me throughout my whole presentation besides a Cheshire cat is this statement right here. Once loaded, verify the field boundaries loaded correctly. Because if you've set it up, you knew what they looked like in that software when you created that file, Bob is clueless. And if Bob thinks it doesn't look quite right, he don't care because Bob's worrying about at 445, he gets to head to the house to go home. So please verify those are correct. Consider cloud sources. I'm not going to pick one or I'm not going to pick a winner at all in this process, but just consider using some of those. This offers a backup to those setup files. It's on your USB stick or it's a backup of files that's created by that display. And last but not least, it creates the easy button for the farmer. I can't help myself. Please understand the terms and conditions of the cloud services you intend to use because they're not all created equal. And yes, I have some I prefer to pick and some that I'll probably never use in my lifetime. That's Jeremy Wilson's opinion of evaluating those and what he believes is important to his, his farming operation. So in summary, during service calls, verify your calibrations. Be sure Bob knows how to use a display. And I pick on Bob, and you can laugh at Bob anytime you want to, but Bob can be a real bad wrench in our whole process here because of missing data that mattered. Growing farm and field structure is critical to intense data management like we're in. And last but not least, thank you for allowing me to come. And I end every presentation with this slide. You may be the Cheshire cat that just decided to walk and that's fine and great, just don't ever give up. I thank you for all you do for the ag industry because as you can see, I like to eat. And with that, I'll say thanks and just continue to push forward. We'll get back to the program shortly, but I did want to take a moment and again thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. 
grow the opportunities for your customers, and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. While reflecting on Wilson's comments, one of the thoughts that caught my attention was that farmers only get one chance to collect data accurately. Since data is so important in guiding farmers' decisions, he says taking the time to set up the grower and farm and field structure on all fields ahead of time is critical. Be prepared to review how to use data collection equipment with growers every year and keep notes on each customer. These can be helpful in identifying what they struggle to learn when you return at the beginning of the next season. Let's get back to the program now and hear from Rich Schlipp with eight expectations for dealer-customer relationships, starting with the golden rule of treating farmers as you expect to be treated. I am uh, coming to present to you as a farmer, even though I'm in the ag technology business myself, primarily with, with planters. So I want to share some of my thoughts. When Jack asked me to put this together, I had to think a while. And after being here and listening to the presenters and intermingling with the crowd, I kind of feel a little bit out of place because what I'm going to tell you, you already know most of. I can tell by the presentations that you're already implementing some of them and that I'm talking to an elite group here. So I guess this is going to be common sense, basic re reminder training here, maybe. Okay, number one thing is found in the Bible in Luke chapter 6, the golden rule. Treat me like you would like to be treated yourself. I'm going to go through eight bullet points that I put underneath this because I think this is so key as a starting point in any relationship, whether it's business, whether it's personal, that I think all of us will agree on this. What we as farmers want from you, we want you to know your stuff, we want you to answer your phone, we expect a well-trained team, whether it's one man, if it's a 15-man team, we expect to have parts inventory available to us, we deserve your respect. We want to get the full value out of the equipment that you've sold us. And we hope that we can earn your trust and, and you will earn ours. And then we want flexibility in meeting our needs. This looks like a dumb statement, but we do expect you to understand the product you're selling. And I'm embarrassed to say that I've ran across and purchased products from a company that I was disappointed in. And there was a comment made yesterday in one of the sessions that if we know and are sold on our product, our customers perceive that and they automatically have trust and confidence in us. And, and I wanna reiterate that, that, that that is so true, that we expect that from you. I ran into a case where I'd done business with a company that added a product line to help supplement their business income is my perception. But they didn't go through the fact that they were gonna need train techs, that they were gonna need a parts supply. So when I purchased the product from them, and a few years later, I'm kinda of left hanging because they don't have anybody that can understand and help me tech support. So I ended up calling the company. And you know how that goes sometimes. I shouldn't even have to put this up here. But you'd be surprised, 
how many times myself as a farmer will call a technician or call a business, uh, primarily after hours or on Saturdays, and have trouble getting a hold of somebody. Through my precision ag business, I've dealt with a grower for a number of years who was out of state up until he passed away in a tragic farm accident. And one day I had guts to ask him, I said, why do you keep coming back to me? Every year he would add another piece of technology to his operation. And I could tell he was an older gentleman. I never met him personally. But he had the nice southern accent, and I just loved talking to him. And he always called his grandson when it comes to update time because he didn't understand USB sticks, and you understand that. He said, I work a full-time job. I farm in the evenings and I farm on Saturdays. And when I call you, you answer the phone. I don't know that I could drive to his farm in six hours. There was a lot of technology guys between me and him that he could have called. We got put together because of a mutual acquaintance and it was a good relationship and I really enjoyed working with him. We expect you to have a well-trained team. As the discussions have gone in the last couple of days, we understand technology is changing fast, and we also have no clue where it's going and how fast it's going to continue to change. So we have to keep our men trained, and that's what we expect. Now, I don't expect every person in your organization to be up on every item that you handle and sell, but I do expect to have an expert that I can call and get advice from. The second point here, Back to the, to the earlier comment about if your company is offering a product that is a sideline to your main, main business, and, and I'll, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. My main experience was I bought some technology from an ag chem retail dealer. Obviously, springtime, chemicals and fertilizer was their focus. When I called and needed some help on a technology side, you know, it was, it was a low man on the totem pole for getting a call back. We expect you to have parts inventory. For you OEM dealers, that's not a problem. You're used to that. For some of the smaller companies that are getting into technology, John mentioned this morning that he's got a backup display and backup equipment for, for his customers. That's what we expect, that we can have the ability, we got something go down, that we've got easy access uh, to modules, to displays, whatever it might be you need. We expect to be treated with respect. We've just invested a lot of money in the technology, in the hardware that your company has provided, and we expect to be treated as such. You know, if I just write you a $40,000 check to completely uh, upgrade my auto steer system or whatever it might be, and I give you a call, I hope you understand that that $40,000 check was pretty big to me. And we do have reasonable expectations to be received for the amount of money we've spent. We've put this money in and wanting to gain data, but some of us don't have the ability to either understand what all our options are or the ability that the data we have gathered, what we can do with it, or possibly you just don't have time for it. And I'm in the technology business and I'm a classic example of the Clavers kids don't have shoes. I'm the last one to submit my seed order. I'm the last one to look at my harvest yield maps. So we need help with this. And if that's your business, step up to the plate and be proactive of helping us. We put down earn your trust. I'm not sure that's quite the right term here. Back to knowing your product. 
I had an experience this last fall at Farm Progress Show. I had one of my goals going to the Farm Progress Show is I wanted to run into somebody that understood handheld FM radios, learn what I needed to meet my needs, have somebody tell me what I needed, sell me the product, I was ready to write a check, give them a credit card, whatever it took. I had a specific need that I needed it in place in a month or two. I ran into a man that knew his product, told me the basics of what was going on, but he never asked to sell me anything, never told me where to buy it. I walked away, I told my son, I am so frustrated. I was ready to write him a check if he would have said, you know what, this is the product you need, this is what it's gonna do, it is this amount of dollars. And I feel those of us in the technology business, we run into people, they understand they have a problem, they don't know how to fix it. So that's where we come into play is, you know what, you got a problem with downforce, I've got a solution. And here's three different options we can look at, it's gonna cost this amount of money, these are the programs we got going on, we can have it installed by February. And how many guys will write you a check? It don't happen every time, but you'd be surprised how many growers, like myself, are looking for somebody to lead us in a direction to help us make a decision. Another example I had and under this bullet point is, I had a young man stop into my farm this summer. We were doing some remodeling work. I told him I just had a couple minutes. I took him in the office and I asked him about four or five questions. He happened to be an insurance salesman. Just driving through between customer stops. Introduced himself, I said, it was kind of unique because I happened to be in the market for different insurance for our business. And I asked him about four or five questions. The young man knew exactly what I was talking about. He had an answer for me. And I said, I need to visit with you more, but I do not have time right now. So we set up an appointment. He came back with a very professional business proposal. And in probably less than four months, we totally switched our business insurance from a company we'd been doing business with for 10, 12 years. And I was just very impressed that I met somebody that knew what he was talking about. He guided me with the decisions I made, needed to make, and helped me through that. My last point is we need people that are flexible in meeting our needs. And I don't know if any of you or most of you may know a man by name of Todd Duncan, and he wrote a book called $6,000 Egg, and I'm not a reader, but I did listen to the podcast and Google $6,000 egg. It's an interesting story. Todd and his wife went into a restaurant, and when eggs on hamburgers became kind of a new thing, he asked the uh, waiter, can you fry me an egg and put on my hamburger? And he went back and asked the, the cook, and he, nope, they can't do that. Well, anyways, it's kind of a long story, but it ended up they would not adjust their practices in that restaurant to fry an egg and put it on a hamburger for him. And he walked out. He said, I had frequented that restaurant for the last two years, probably spent $6,000 a year with that establishment, and he has not been back since. He said the cost of retaining a customer and being flexible is way less than seeking out a new customer. So be flexible, help us meet our needs and our goals, and I think a lot of us already do. The eight points again, most important is, Treat us like you would like to be treated yourself. Thank you. Well, thank you to Jeremy and Rich for offering some valuable insight and advice on how precision dealers can strengthen business relationships with their farm customers. And those listeners who would like to read more about the presentation mentioned during the podcast today, 
please visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessetermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And I'd like to again recognize and thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for helping make this Precision Farming Dealer podcast series possible. And if you haven't done so already, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. And you can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. And stay tuned for more information and highlights on our just announced third Precision Farming Dealer Summit coming up on January 8th and 9th in Louisville, Kentucky at the Galt House. Again, look for more information and speaker announcements coming in the next few weeks. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on August 23rd for the next episode in our 2017 podcast series. For Jeremy Wilson, Rich Schlipp, Farmer's Edge, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Simlicka. Thanks for listening.